No. Take two. I listen to podcasts all the time. They say, well, we thought we were recording for the last 45 minutes, but we weren't. I'm really glad that you looked it up and it is confirmed that all the actors sang their own parts. Because who thought Tom Cruise could sing? We all knew that he could fly a whatever plane. I don't know what plane they fly in Top Gun. But we all knew that he could do that. Yeah. We knew that he was a world-class pilot. No, (laughs) he was a world-class operative. I don't even know what you, a secret agent. That's you. He killed Philip Seymour Hoffman. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was just watching Equilibrium the other day too. Yeah. Just another movie that Sean Bean <laughs> kicks the bucket in. <laughs> oh. Dude from uh, I, has the he, first yeah. season of Game of Thrones. He's he's, has Lord he ever lived through an entire thing? Dude, I'm not sure. Because I've seen videos talking about how there's like 20 or 30 minute compilation videos of all of his characters just getting killed on screen. Yeah. That's pretty great. He's still a good actor. I mean, I think everybody still watches him. They're like, man, let's go see that Sean Bean movie. (laughs) Speaking of like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings type shit, I was listening to the Denver Sports Show this morning, and uh, they were playing a game like uh, Make Me Agree With You, or Tell Me I'm Wrong. That's what the game is called. So you text in, and it's Mark Schlereth and Mike Evans, and you text in and say something, and then you'd finish it with hashtag Tell Me I'm Wrong, and they would try and pick one where Mm -hmm. Mark would have to go, you know what? I can't tell you you're wrong because that's exactly what they're talking about. They, he's he started calling them the Cleveland Browns, the Broncos, the Cleveland yeah. Browns because they did basically the same thing that the basically. Browns did last year, where they just picked up a whole bunch of talent and speed. And uh, he's like, I don't know how you could be excited for the upcoming season when we've had a left tackle that everybody has complained about. And as soon as he brought up the fact that it was left tackle and people knew he was talking about Garrett Bowles, the producer played the clip from Lord of the Rings where Gandalf goes, Hold! Hold! Because Garrett Bowles has led the league in holding calls for the past four years or however long he's been playing. I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> That's going to hurt. When my family listens to this, that one's going to hurt. They're going to be like, ah! Ah! My mom wouldn't... Ah. I used to... They weren't actual Raider shoes, but they, the, you know the K-Swiss ones that look like the old school Adidas? The K-Swiss shoes? Yeah. They were silver and black, and I wanted them Hell because yeah. I was a little bit of a contrarian when I was younger, and my mom hate. My mom's a big Broncos fan, but the one team she can't stand are the Raiders. It's the Raiders. So I kept telling her that I was a Raiders fan, and I wanted to buy those shoes. She's like, I'm not buying them. I'm not buying that color scheme. I'm sorry. But what were you getting at? In the beginning. Before we realized that we had to restart the recording. Yeah, we were getting to Rock of Ages. Yeah, getting to Rock of Ages, man. I didn't know an hour and 30 minutes could turn me on so much. That wasn't full nude. (laughs) Yeah. Not a single shot of X... I mean, there's tons of shots of excess skin. But none of the forbidden parts. No. And I didn't realize... I do that a lot, too, because I had a buddy. He knew... I told him about my Plex... And I was like, yeah, uh, he was a big Little Shop of Horrors fan, yeah. and that's on there. But it's not the one that was released in America. It's the one that was released overseas where Seymour takes over the entire planet. Mm. 
and it's not a happy ending. And then this, I turned on Rock of Ages, and I know that there are some parts where, I mean, Julianne Huff is one of my childhood crushes, and I know that she looked really good in the movie, but the unedited version of the movie leaves little to the imagination. Very little. Every time Stacy Jacks is on screen, it's just... I want to just <laughs> jump in his bed. I don't even, like... <laughs> it's not even sexist, the way that they had all the girls act around no. them. Because that is legitimately how all of those 80s hair metal... Even the drummer. Even Tommy Lee, obviously. Yeah, Tommy Lee it. dated Pamela Anderson. Yep. Amongst a slew of other women. I think that might have been my favorite part of The Dirt is when he has that one uh, weird groupie that he's going to marry till till she says some unflattering things about his mother. And Tommy Lee responded with a quick right cross. I know. <laughs> that used to be normal. That used to be okay. Just what did? When a woman steps out of line, just... Bullshit. Dude, all the time. They, Mad Men is one of the most successful TV shows of all time, and that's all it talks about is how they used to be able to treat women that way. That was perfectly normal. Oh, never. No, I wouldn't either. But we were also not raised when it was okay. But, but twixt the sheets. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep us as above the gutter as we can. At some Dude, point. I know. We're, we're floating <laughs> right now. We're trying we're just, to. We're, we're floating. We're treading water right now. We're floating, and you're the one in the back of the lifeboat just... <laughs> and <laughs> then I have life. to duck... No, no, no. 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 And I'm like, just more talks just, about holes? Yeah. <laughs> you want to see a hole? No. No. no nobody no. does. Kyle, stop. <laughs> when I listen to Logan, Logan Paul's podcast, they... I don't know why, but they always like talk about weird stuff to yeah. do with the dick. Their favorite question to bring up is, "Would you suck your buddy's dick for to save his life?" Dude, absolutely. Like if a guy had a gun to your buddy's head, would you suck his dick? They call absolutely. it. They call it getting trapped in the dick sand. And I really, I'm trying to stay out of that right now. But I, I feel like the harder you fight, the deeper you sink. Ha <laughs> Until you're in over your head, <laughs> like quicksand. <laughs> Have you seen the replacements? Yeah. With Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Quicksand. Quicksand's a scary mother, man. Plus, it just suck you in once you get all that muck in your mouth. It's like, I, I don't I don't think that's what he was talking about, Clifford. And what yeah. do you mean then? Jeez. Oh, I'm wiry. That's you. You told me he was solid muscle. I'm wiry. What does that even mean? Wiry? I have no fucking... Oh, wiry. Yeah. I thought you were saying wiry. Well, he has a Welsh... Okay. He's a... He's Welsh, so he has a Welsh accent, so he goes whitery. Oh. That's one of my favorite football movies of all time. It's a great football movie, dude. Yeah. Dan and I watched that. I introduced Dan and Bentley to Vision Quest and uh, The Replacements. Dan had already seen it, but Bentley hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. You said that last week. (laughs) No, I said that I had shown you Vision Quest. Vision Quest basically my mission to get as many people to watch that movie as possible. It's my mission to get you to agree with me on almost everything I say. Because <laughs> yeah. I always think I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just agree with me. That's the key to my friendship. 
All you gotta do is be like, sure, Kyle, whatever. <laughs> You're gonna be the first Indian president. Yeah, except for one thing, man. I ain't no fucking Indian. <laughs> it's just shit I made up in my head. <laughs> You're my cooch. That's what you are. <laughs> I mean, you do play ball with me in the yard, so... <laughs> I totally missed... Was not thinking about how that could have been interpreted before I said it. Yeah. It came out of my mouth, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was hoping you'd miss it. <coughs> Hell no. No, you were Dennis Rodman. You got the rebound. <laughs> I was just watching that episode of The Last Dance. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, in January of... In the middle of basketball season, Scottie Pippen comes back from his injury... And uh, apparently Dennis Rodman went to Phil Jackson. He's like, man, I'm sick of this shit. I need, ma- I need a vacation. Phil Jackson called Michael in. It's like, Dennis says he needs a vacation. It's like, well, f- everybody needs a vacation. Like, this is the middle of the season. And they've decided that it's best to let Dennis deal with what he has to deal uh-huh. with. They go, okay, you can go to Vegas for 48 hours and then you come back. Now, they had to go get him on the fourth day that he didn't come back. (laughs) But he walked out of Phil Jackson's office, got on his motorcycle, and drove all the way to Vegas. Yeah, you're always going to fuck up at work, man. One time. Just make sure you get your shit done. Yeah. You know? Well, that's... I was talking to my dad about it because I didn't... It was interesting for me, and I think when I was first starting playing sports, I don't think I would have agreed with what they did. Yeah. But, like, the farther you go... And the higher levels that you play at and you deal with all the other bullshit, the best coaching is the coach that treats everybody the same differently. Everybody the same, period, differently. So you do whatever works for whoever. Like Michael has to get into the gym eight hours before anybody else gets here just to feel like he's putting in work when nobody else is. Dennis Rodman has to take a 48-hour trip to Las Vegas in the middle of a playoff push. But that's fine, because then he'll be back, ready to play for the playoffs, and then you won't have to deal with any of the other. Yeah, man. He's actually... Don't try to understand each other anymore. Yeah. I felt bad, because I thought that he was a bad person. Just because... No, no, no. Yeah, and I, I thought that so he was dresses. Yeah, all of his it was just the weird. Tattoos. It was just the weirdness. It wasn't yeah, what I grew up as. It yeah, wasn't what I grew up. Yeah. It wasn't what I grew up thinking that a professional athlete would be. The professional athlete's supposed to be the Michael Jordan who doesn't drink. He he didn't drink until he stopped playing basketball. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do drugs, doesn't have a tattoo on his body. All he does is go and play the game. And then Dennis Rodman shows up with whatever color hair he decided to dye it that day in a, in a wedding dress. Lip ring, both nostrils pierced, septum piercing as well. But you had a hell of a vacation. <laughs> That's why he drove, because if he had to fly, it would have taken him 48 hours just to get all of his shit off. you have any metal on you, sir, that we can't see? Probably, but... Probably. Here. Uh, lip. Oh, I don't that's know a... if you've ever seen this, but I've got a ass cheek piercing. <laughs> that's Robin Williams' best joke, is like going through TSA with some of my friends who are a little bit more alternative, and they go... Step through the machine, it goes off. Ma'am, can you empty your pockets, please? Uh, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And he's like, lip, nose, ear, ear. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
And that's one of his best jokes is that this, when you get your taint pierced, it's called a Prince Albert. It's like, that was definitely... No, 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 yes. no, no yes. it's not. A Prince Albert it's the, is it's a dip. the head. Yeah, and then it has a chain to the taint. No, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 not the whole chain. Anyways, he says that that was definitely Prince Albert's dying wish. It's I like, I want, you, <laughs> I want you to name a cathedral, a library, and a bolt in your penis after me. And then he dies. <laughs> Dan is playing Madden, and apparently Brady texted his player and was talking shit, and it pissed Dan off. Wait, who? Dan. And when you do a certain mode of Madden, the yeah. players that you're gonna play text you before the game, and a lot of the times you get Tom Brady just pissed him off. Tom Brady was talking shit, and Tom he Brady goes, was talking shit. Yeah. he's like, I I just threw for 800 yards and six touchdowns because he was talking shit. Yeah, I don't know. Man, goals. Goals in life, man. Probably. Alternate universe, dude. That's a real Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the video game characters do when we turn off the system? Uh, just like, because uh, now you can just turn it into... Wreck type shit? Well, you sure? can just turn it into rest mode, so you're not necessarily turning yeah, it off. That's true. I've stopped games because I couldn't stay awake longer to play. I've mm-hmm. stopped games in like the middle of them where my running back is like at the 25 like this. And I think, I'd like to think that he just has to stand there and everybody else just has to stand there and turn, until I turn it back on. You're just like, whoa, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, if, if things did work out like Wreck-It Ralph, none of my game paying characters... paying you 100 megabytes per fucking second. Okay? Hey, you just got a virtual contract for $285 million given to you by a 13-year-old wiping his nose on his hand and then continuing to play the game. That's your boss. That's your you boss. You play for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> you you lay like, down your life... For that man. <laughs> None of my video game characters would ever be allowed into, like, the Grand Central Station because I play Madden, MLB, NHL, yeah. and then I have Grand Theft Auto, so I have a whole bunch of athletes and thugs just beat the shit out of everybody else's gaming systems. Dude, that's pretty sweet. I don't know. Gonna lie. Until, until it's somebody like uh, Aaron or Ray, whose Call of Duty character ends up there, yeah. and then just snipes the shit out of somebody. See, I'm not going to get into it with video games because I hardly know anything. Okay. About that. Yeah. Know what I do know, though? My ass is fat. <laughs> <laughs> what do we say? When I was we... watching my skipping video oh. <laughs> that I had to make for a project for a class, and I saw my booty jiggling. Well. In high definition. Because I have an iPhone 5. <laughs> Imagine if it was on an iPhone 11. Mm. You might have cracked the screen. That's the wrong part. That's got to be jelly because jam don't shake like that. (laughs) Oh, oh Lord! If you're listening, (laughs) he knows. Please be kind. (laughs) My mom has been calling me Laquisha for a while. Laquisha? I have a black woman's ass. (coughs) (laughs) And that was her (coughs) response. That was her response. That's how she dealt with that. Really? Laquisha. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then all my football coaches, well, not all my football coaches. One of the football coaches when I transferred from Heritage to Creek. No, it's this one. No, yeah, it's this one. Don't unplug the computer because then <gasps> we'll have to start over again. 
It's in the computer. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's pretty cray cray. Hmm? What would you name your ass if you could name your ass? I think that's the perfect name for it. Seriously? Hmm? I have a... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but over the summer, I was doing Ben Over Rose and looking at myself in the mirror, <laughs> and my ass was so big, like, so wide compared to the rest of my body that it looked like somebody was, like, hiding behind me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like two elephant seals rolling around in a five-pound sack. Wow. I mean, I could squat 480 pounds, so it needed to be big. Oh, yeah. Okay, we need to change the subject now. Let's talk about girls. That way you calm yourself down. Dude, what are girls? Ew, gross. Stop. Let's not talk about tits. Tits. I'm all about talking about ass, but tits. When I was walking to dinner, Kat was coming back to her room. She's going to listen. I'm trying to give her a shout out. She's going to listen, but because she had talked to you and... She thought that this show was just about sports. No. <laughs> Joke's on her. I do one sports episode a week. Nobody listens to it. <laughs> Everybody's just here to see... Dude, that that one, like, 50-year-old dude living in his basement fucking jerks off to everything. There's somebody jerking off to your voice, Jimmy. It's impressive, actually. <laughs> it's a hell of an imagination. Dude, I know. Isn't it dope? <laughs> <laughs> is it dope? Just no. It's a 50 year old guy. Oh, yeah. He's fucking like listening to. He's got like a voice fetish because you can have a fetish for damn near anything nowadays. Um, oh, do the, do the Italian. Do the Italian, do the Italian accent. voice. I, want, I need you to do the Italian accent. Oh, God. Talk about Goodfellas. <laughs> Goodfellas is the only three hour movie that I could watch and then rewatch all in the same day. I don't know, man. I just like what to picture. Three-hour movies are there. Irish. <laughs> yeah, the ones and that I've I, watched those multiple times. I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings. I've Goodfellas, Godfather Part Two. I know it's pretty long. I don't they're like to long. mention. Yeah, they're both long, but God Godfather Part Two has like a forty-five minute part of it where they're speaking only in Italian. Yeah. Um, I don't like to talk about the third Godfather because <laughs> we see the we see the wrongs of nepotism in that one. Because you know the the girl who played uh, Sophia, that's I don't know if that's her name, but the girl who played Corleone's daughter yeah. is Sophia Coppola, the director's daughter. Hmm. That's how she got the part. And I feel like they should have done a lot more vetting to figure out who was going to be the Godfather's daughter. Not somebody who stares into the barrel of the camera. <laughs> Look at me. My father's a mobster. Hey, man. I was just thinking, dude. Those actors and actresses, right? Uh-huh. Right, dude? What if they're just as nervous as we are? They just have, dude, they just have a better mindset, dude, to get it done. You know? What do you mean? As you just, nervous dude, as we you are. just freaking like... Go, go for it. Try to get famous, and you will. You know, if you have the mindset, well, do anything. Yeah, but there's also a lot of luck, timing. Timing is everything timing, and anything. Dude, timing's crazy. But uh, I don't know, because there are people that are like that, 
like Madonna. There's yeah. stories about Madonna. Like she's sitting at a McDonald's and tells somebody that she's going to be famous. And they go, oh, you'll never be famous. And then throw like half their burger away. And she goes into the trash and gets it and eats it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be successful because I'm willing to do this in order to be successful. But then I also think like, I don't know. I'd like to think that some people are born to do whatever they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I think so too. So, like, I don't. I don't think Nero could do anything other. He could probably do. I've known that. I don't think people understand. And what people need to understand about each other is we're all different. And we're all born yeah. different ways, and that's not a reason to hate each other. It's a reason to love each other. Yeah. You know, because I could go down the street and fucking have a problem with anything I see. Literally anything. If you just choose, be like, I don't like how they're wearing their shoes, or I don't know how they're wearing their outfit. Yeah. Just just put that aside, and just speak honestly with each other, and just be like, look, like I understand this is your opinion, nobody else's. But not everybody, for that to be happening, I think everybody, there would have to be a societal understanding because people freak out when somebody does something differently because it's un- yeah. unfamiliar to them. But one of the sayings that I believe heavily in is that the devil you know is worse than the devil you don't. Yeah. And if people, if there was a societal understanding of that, then people would probably be a lot more open to change. But yeah. nobody's open to change. I don't think so. It took I don't think nobody. Well, I mean, not nobody. I think, because takes, I think it just takes some time. Like. But then... There's the thing about balance, too, because it took us 44 years to elect a non-old white guy as president, or 44 times, 44 elections. And as soon as we did that, the balance came back, and now we have an old white guy who's not liberal, is very conservative, has no idea what the fuck he's doing half the time. I don't know how, I guess, I would have thought that he would have been a better speaker than he is. Because I think that's his think main he's problem. He's just, he doesn't communicate well in that job. No, he, we're on 45. Yeah, he's the 45th. It, I said it took us 44, okay, again, yeah. it, it took us 43 elections to elect somebody who wasn't old, rich, yeah. and white. And now we've corrected that and we've got a president who's old, rich, and white. And not only that, he was hey, gifted. Man, I'm not, I'm not, dude, I'm not high enough in the political standpoint to I'm not really either like, I'm, have, form an opinion about unless it affects me yeah and I mean I understand why people do it because it affects the people but I I'm, mean if you watched for your own ass and you just you know took responsibility for your own shit and like no matter what they're gonna do to you yeah as long as you're okay like they're not gonna I dude I hardly believe that people will literally I mean growing up why people say growing up is like growing up is because you hit this stage to where you're like, oh, I don't want to fuck people over. I don't want to yeah. like make lives miserable and I want to grow up and be more responsible and understanding about It's perspective. Things. Yeah, it's perspective. Yeah. I think as you grow up, and that's why people say you never grow up, is because... Yeah, nobody's ever going to get there. There's a reason why there's no living person around that... Th- no, If you say that you're experiencing nirvana, you're not experiencing nirvana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like... I'm not trying to make a political opinion about it because I really don't I don't know enough about it and I don't think that that's interesting conversation. My biggest thing is somebody with that much power needs to be a lot clearer in the way that they prov- convey whatever message they're going to 
Because yeah. the reason that Trump pisses people off is because I think he either he either thinks that he's too smart, he thinks that the people are dumb, or he just doesn't understand like some of the stuff that he says gets misconstrued. The reason why there's does, the, the reason why there's fake news is because he doesn't. Obama never had any like I I guess I don't know because it probably wasn't talked about as much because they were just complaining the, yeah, about the fact that never, Obama was never black. Never say never. Yeah, they were just more they were more <laughs> they were more worried about the fact that Obama was black than what he was actually saying in his speeches. But Trump gets in trouble because he leaves himself open to so many different ways that people can misconstrue things. Like the best the but best I think this also goes back to how um, President Obama was a phenomenal oh, yeah. public speaker. Yeah, that's like one of the best we've had. Politicians should be years. that. Way. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was one of the best public speakers. He could talk about anything. He could be a used car salesman and retire, probably a multimillionaire because he talked anybody into getting anything. That that's my main thing about Trump. I don't. His policies don't necessarily affect me because I'm not rich. I'm not the one percent, so I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to get taxed more or less. I don't know. Were you in the military under Obama, too? Was there a change once he was no longer president and Trump became president? President Trump became president in what? Just like in the way 20... that he he became president in 2016. Yeah, so I was already in yeah. almost two years. The elections so are in. You had it's in every four. Yeah. So Obama was reelected in 2012, and then served until 2016. Yeah. So I was there for like two years. Was there a difference in how your day was or what your responsibilities were when... Yeah. Really, it doesn't affect anybody's personal life. People just don't want somebody that's contrary to what they believe in. So. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, but I'm not going to throw... like, I mean, there's people to be blamed, but they'll blame themselves. And that's the only way anything's going to get done. Because yeah. if you blame yourself for it and you feel bad for it and you try to make make the best in the return you give yourself and that just relief yeah. of from anxiety to the other people. I just don't see a lot of that in politics. I think that there are people in politics that are like that. The Comos, I was talking to my my grandma on my dad's side today. Ooh, yeah. that's, that's a trip and a half. You're not always going to do things people like either. No. Not everybody's going to like what you do. No, but at least he's like, we were talking about how he's handled this whole thing. And yeah, New York got the shit kicked out of him by COVID. And that's not necessarily his fault. It's the fault that the city is built on top of each other. Yeah. So even if you stay inside, you're still over the top of people. But you know exactly what he's doing, why he's doing it, and for how long he's going to do it. And if he has to change something, he's going to explain why he has to change it. And there's not a lot of that in politics because I think... When you talk about somebody who makes a mistake and then realizes that it is a mistake and feels bad for it, those people don't necessarily get to the higher forms. I don't know. I don't, dude, I don't know. I think there's a lot that people are missing in this world. I think that those people are just misconstrued and that they have to deal with, dude, they have to deal with media, they have to deal with other politicians, they have to deal with people fighting for their jobs all the time. And yeah. Any, any little thing they do wrong. So, of course, you have to listen to the other people. You have to give everybody their... And with people coming... Like, I'm sure politicians daily... Like, just his activities mm -hmm. during the 
day is probably just, you know, you need to do this, sir. You need to do that. Yeah. You need to do that. And so, of course, he's going to be, he's going to try to choose the best. And sometimes your own opinion, um, which is usually the best, gets thrown out of the window. Because people are going to agree with you and they're going to disagree with you no matter what you say. So, yeah. might as well make it honest and your own. Mm-hmm. This is, I never really thought, I've, I've heard it before, but I never really thought until I started voting and like actually started to pay attention to some of this, but uh, the way that our government is set up, like a democracy is not supposed to be something yeah. that can govern the amount of people that we have. Like, a, a, <laughs> yeah, and the representative democracy, people... If people understood what our government actually is and that it is a representative democracy and that it doesn't mean everybody gets a voice, it means that we're going to try and find the voice that fits the most amount of people, I think then people would start to understand that. Which I mean, it's also, also if if that were the case, let's just say dream scenario, Yeah. Um, that we were the voice. If we had a direct democracy? And we had, and the exact number of people, they said, okay, based on popular opinion, like, dream scenario, which doesn't mean it's not happening right now. We yeah. don't know all the figures. We don't know all the facts that actually go into politics. Well, stuff that, like that. I'm not even going to school for that. Yeah. But also, like, at the end of the day, in that dream scenario, you know, what if it'd be the exact same? What if all the people would rise up against it, blah, 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 whatever, the people who felt like they got locked out? Because you're never going to have the majority mm-hmm. because we choose to separate the countries and because we... Sh- choose to separate people yeah the only reason that we there's technically no such thing as race it's just the human race yeah there's that's it the way that um the country is set up now is the reason why we were able to move forward and become one of the strongest nations in the world because if we had a direct democracy we would be too busy fighting with each other over what we're gonna do like Pearl Harbor gets bombed. We have a direct democracy. Do we want to go to war? I do. I do. I, I don't even know what we're talking about. I live in Nebraska. I've never been to Hawaii. And then you get you're, the problem with the direct democracy with as big of a country as we have is that nobody's going to agree on the same things that we're trying to to deal with. But then the way that the government is set up now, it's set up so that they can't really do anything. That's why they're always having to re try and get reelected and that kind of thing because when it was first established, people feared the government being able to do whatever they wanted, so they needed to give it as many obstacles to get something the way that they needed it. Yeah. And now, <laughs> I the, Joe Rogan has the best bit on this. He's like, if you were to take Thomas Jefferson, the man who wrote the Declaration of Independence and brought him to now, he would be appalled. It's like, you, you guys didn't write any new shit? I wrote that with a feather <laughs> by a candle because I didn't have light if I didn't light a candle. I was high on those candle fumes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit fucks you up. <laughs> I don't think that this was like... It's cool that we have the longest like continuous constitution. Like We haven't changed or we still follow the same document that we created. Well, honestly, dude, if you see good in others, you want to do good yourself. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I don't know anybody. I don't I don't know anybody who because, you know, serial killers, psychopaths, all that shit. Yeah. They all like literally don't have that 
understanding about literally, and nobody probably showed them that. Yeah. You know, growing up, so it's like it's like, dude, if you just show people kindness at least once a day, like just just prove to the world that kindness still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it'll make a freaking difference, dude. I've seen it happen. I've seen people not yeah. commit suicide. I've seen people not cheat on their wives, not cheat on their husbands, yeah. not beat their kids because somebody stepped in and was like, hey, look, maybe kindness will work. Right. But then there's still... There's still going to be those That brings up the question of nature and nurture because there are... A lot of the serial killers have bad childhoods, but like um, Ted Bundy is by all accounts had like a really normal childhood. Both of his parents were together. There was no signs of like abuse or anything like that. His parents weren't necessarily, as far as we know, his parents weren't fighting, which wasn't causing him any more stress in his life. He just, he was born with the brain patterns of being a psychopath, which is what you're talking about where they don't have the ability to empathize. They know how to mimic and that's why they're as that's why he was as prolific as he was because he can mimic human emotion but he doesn't have human emotion so the altruistic view would be that everybody just has to be shown the right way to do things but in reality altruism is not necessarily so yeah i just looked on the internet because they just throw you anything you want to hear basically yeah um it just says um it says 10 bundy had an uneventful childhood, according to him and his friends and family. Well, if you um, talk to him, yeah, but if you talk to him, but he was. This says he's like socially awkward. Yeah, um, and he sometimes crossed the lines of like morality and everything. So it's like it says like something about he thought his mother was his sister or something. Yeah, and no. that'll, dude, that'll mess you up it's, itself, dude. Like I forgot that I forgot because his mom got pregnant young. Yeah. So then he was raised by his grandparents, and then at like eighteen, that was when his mom was like, "Hey, not your sister, your mom." Yeah. Plus, but, it sometimes takes that. I mean. Yeah. People are born different. They're. But also the way. Everything. But. It does. It takes. I I still believe in the fact that it takes a village to raise anybody, because. With him being socially awkward, if he had somebody to come home to and be like, they're only bullying you because they don't understand you. That doesn't mean that you're right. It doesn't mean that they're right. But if he was just exposed like, well, they're just mean to me. That's all he thought. Then he's going to be like, grow up. And he he knows that they held power over him. So I'm going to be a dick because then I can hold power over you. And just, it, they didn't, there needs to be plenty of people in some in somebody's life. Because anything could change brain patterns or, or stuff like that very quickly. Like, anything can happen at any moment. Something could have caused me to become a murderer, but I dealt God, with I, hope I dealt with trauma by relying on my family. So, yeah, I'm, like, obnoxiously close to a lot of my family. And some people don't know why that is. Some yeah. people don't understand yeah. it, but that's the way that I've grown up. That's the way that I'm most comfortable like, that's who I go to. Like, you fuck me over, I'm going to go talk to my family about why that happened and how I'm going to get over it. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, same thing. I talk yeah. to my family about a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that... Um, like, I went, to, <laughs> I went to a brewery, right? Uh-huh. With uh, my mom, my stepdad, my best friend, Cody. 
and uh, one of my other good friends, uh, McKenna. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, she was, um, being, like, 20 at the time, she, of course, wasn't allowed to drink, so she was just handling this sober. Yeah. And, dude, I just, like, laid out, like, my childhood and, like, things that my mom didn't know about, and it involved a lot of, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you yeah. know? And... And I was just going for it because I was in a good spot. Dude, I just, like, this was my first Thanksgiving right after getting out of the military. And I was mm -hmm. just in, like, pure euphoria, like nirvana that you said earlier. Like, yeah. Like, dude, it was just, like, just an amazing feeling. So I just felt comfortable enough. And that's always been me. Yeah. Um, I do feel comfortable talking about a lot of the things that people won't even approach the subject. Mm -hmm. But I'll approach literally damn near almost any subject. Yeah, uh, I have the same approach. Like, there's not a thing that I can't talk to somebody about. Um, and that's what's cool. Somebody's gonna take that differently than how I say it and you say it. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. They're they're supposed to be in your life for yeah a specific reason. So it's like, why not listen to that reason? Right, but it's like, I don't know. The way that other people. My mom had taught me that, so like when I tell you that her and I do the duet of Paradise by the Dashboard Light, we're able to do that because nothing was off limits, and I trust her fully. Like when I was caught, I'll just say when I was caught watching porn for the first time, <gasps> I, we've talked about the story behind it and that I was trying to cover it up with, oh, I was doing research for a project, and the Google search just completely screwed me over. But even after that, she just got me a book because she figured now was the time I was going through puberty, told me to read it. If I had questions, I could ask her, I could ask my dad, but it wasn't like a, this is, it wasn't the old Catholic thing where you do this, you're going to go blind. You touch yourself, your palms are going to be really hairy. Your dick will fall off. Man, yeah. I that one enough. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was, uh. And I think that, that that's why I took four or five health classes throughout my schooling because I was comfortable and I just, I'm curious. Like the same way that Loudon is just naturally curious. That's how he's like, I'd like to be a gynecologist in outer space. I want to be an exobiologist or some shit like that. It's like, I just, I love it. And that's why I listen to podcasts. That's why all of that. I talk to different people about different things because I'd like to learn other people's perspectives. Dude, hell yeah. That's, that's why I'm a sociologist. so cool, dude. Yeah, that's why I'm a sociology major. Because then it's like, I have a basis, because I'm, uh, I lived a fairly sheltered life. I was middle class, what white, athletic, played a lot of sports, and did all of that. But then being able to see, I took a class in deviance last, yeah. last spring. And that was interesting, talking about why things are seen as deviant. So like the, po the punk culture was deviant because at that point everybody was that was the boomer generation where everybody was straight laced you get up go to work in your white tie or white shirt black tie and then you come home and then yeah you got Johnny come, coming yeah. home going I want to rock <laughs> I said I want to rock rah! that's the greatest setup line if I saw a band do that like have a setup like, that dude. great I was like I'm following. 
We're not worthy. I'm going to travel across the country watching you tour wherever you play. That's... Yeah, I had cool parents. I just pulled out a Wayne's World reference. Yeah. And I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> Shut, Wayne. <laughs> My favorite is when Garth gives that hot blonde a kiss and he's like stiff in the air like the cartoons. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Car! <laughs> Game on! I love those movies, man. I'm so glad my, my parents were cultured and yeah. stuff. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that with the next generation coming in. Well, I mean, we're Being already... Being parents ourselves, we're not going to be able to pass it on to our kids. No. Like, cool stuff, like The Outsiders, like yeah. freaking sock and boppers, Hulk hands, you know? Yep. Like, all the cool stuff we had. What? Like, Spongebob, dude. What we're still get Hulk talking? hands. Dude, we're going to still be talking. I think the 80s, like, maybe the 70s, according to some pot-smoking hippies. But <laughs> I believe the 70s through, like, early 2000 was, like, the best time to be alive, dude. Probably. Like, so much cool stuff going on. Yeah. You had every which type of music come out. Yeah. You know, now we're just, like, copying old people's stuff, using their, like, rhythms and... Right. You know, well, you hear was... it all the time. We thought that it was new, but really, if you look yeah. at like the punk and stuff, that was blues. Uh, yeah. Rock and original rock and roll was straight out of b- the blues. You know, it's funny. Music. A lot of rap stars have come out, and I heard this a long time ago on a video. Um, it was like on MTV when it was cool, you know. <laughs> um, but like they were all saying, they're like, "Dude, we use like all of um, Billy Squires' yeah. like rhythms yeah. in our rap songs." Well, you the album that Jay Z and Kanye West released. You know the I can't. I think the song's called Otis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a they sampled Otis Redding. Like you know what we just found the other day what was that song that sounded just like Backstreet Boys. I want it yeah. that way. But and it was a new song. Yeah, but like this. That is actually Otis Redding singing a song that he had, and they just used that as the beat. Yeah. This this happen that happens all the time. Like yeah, I mean, but yeah, dude, because it's so hard since yeah. we had this few many years now to really gain an understanding for musical instruments and stuff, and mm-hmm. that's why we're always trying to come out with a cool new instrument, you know? Yeah. Like I was around when, like, for all the like, you could play an entire music band on your computer. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what Garage Band was. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's crazy, dude. <clears throat> yeah, but I also think that we were, well, I guess... And we were alive for, uh, like, trap music and mm-hmm. like, stuff. I, like, the stuff that I don't necessarily appreciate, stuff but at, like, at some point... something's banging pots and pans, I'm looking for my mother around the corner about yeah. to throw a fucking sideways boomerang at my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to be going out, because then she'll get that boomerang like, boom, comeback. Crash, and you're just fucking trying to dodge shit in your house. At some point, <laughs> a choir will sing a little Uzi Vert song. As the classical portion of the concert, by that, but that by that time we'll probably be in contact with aliens and dude, probably everything like that. The weird thing about our generation is that we are we had the same kinds of freedom that our parents did, but we're one of the first generations. Like as a kid, we were told to look out for strange men yeah. in vans. I know the the first time that I now used look to, out for strange men on your computer. That could be a pretty girl or a pretty boy. Chris Hansen? 
I like you, and I want you. We can do this the easy way, we can do this the hard way. The choice is yours. The choice is yours, Chris Handsome. I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way. Oh, I, I see you choosing the hard way. But yeah, like, I used to walk home from school, and there was a report about a suspicious van in our neighborhood, yeah. and all of a sudden, my parents were driving me to school. Well, So, I feel like... Those are FBI agents, Steve. Planet there, bro. Maybe, but also <laughs> in Thornton, Colorado, Signal Creek, probably not. I don't think that there was anything that the feds would have needed in that Dude, area. I grew up uh, in Thornton for most of my life. Thornton closer to the high school or Thornton, like, where? Because Thornton close to the high school was not a very good place. Like, this... right by the uh, um, rec center. So, like, off Colorado. Yeah, so it was, like, in the middle. It wasn't as ghetto as the area. No, dude, my, dude I had a very nice childhood. Yeah, like, no, I'm I, not saying, like... It was either, like, suburbia or yeah. it was farm country. Yeah. Like, right across the street, Okay. basically. Yeah, I remember that now. And there's a ton, there's still a ton of that because uh, yeah. my brother's ex, we picked her up for the New Year's party that we were going to. And she lived in basically like Roston Valley type area, oh. Arvada. Um, and then we drove to the Broomfield area where my aunt and uncle live. And we were on a road where to the left of us was completely undeveloped land. And to the right of us was as far as they've made it. Like, Crystalia's joke where it's like, I don't think the valley ever ends. They just continue to throw up more valleys. Like, just throw up a Verizon store in Lamps Plus. That's what it looked like. It's like, we had gone this far, and we're going to go there, but we haven't got there yet. Dude, You've so... you caught the lag of the computer. <laughs> this fucked me up. So I lived off, like, 112th in Colorado when I was growing okay. up, right? Yeah. So it was a mile... From my house to the rec center, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you made a couple things, turns, whatever, yeah. it'd be like a mile and like a mile point four right. to get to the gym that I went to the gym at, right? Uh-huh. But they fucked me up per college junior right next to the fucking gym. So one day, I got my happy teenage ass up. And I was like, you know what? I was skipping school, probably smoking pot or drinking or something. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know what? I feel like going to the gym. And I made the mistake of jogging to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I jogged to Carl's Jr. instead. <laughs> picked myself up a big Carl. Yeah. And called my mom to pick my fat ass up. <laughs> like, that's my childhood in a nutshell, dude. Yeah. And I wasn't, like, the area around Thornton isn't necessarily ghetto compared to other places, yeah. even in Colorado. But that was, a, I don't know. It's bad because... Uh, that just Dude, Thornton's really not my bad. No, I mean if you if you go to like and they've kind of like Thornton High School since did because they had that. I think the reason that everybody thought it was ghetto by Thornton High School is because yeah, they that's had right that by Federal Heights too. Yeah, but they had that bridge that goes across the street that you could walk instead of having to walk across the street. Yeah. They had a bridge over it and they had all the graffiti and shit on it. Yeah. And I think that's why people thought that it was not the greatest place. I. Yeah. <laughs> last summer the co- the property management company that I was working for bought the golf course. Basically, right at right in Park Hill, like we were, <laughs> most of the days we were like, um, yeah, somebody just tried to rob the gas station on the caddy corner from the property. So if you see a guy in a white shirt and and saggy jeans, just just walk the other way. <laughs> please, please don't try it and engage him. Don't walk past him. Just, yeah, man. It's weird. Dude, it's funny as hell because like 
I keep thinking about like my parents and how much they went through and yeah. you know how lucky I was um, just do it but like we bought just like a like a three bedroom small house it was like 1200 square feet or something like that mm-hmm. so it was, one, it was a single family house right yeah. um, had like a half basement stuff like that but just the amount they had to work for that mm-hmm. was crazy and then my parents splitting up like to go back to zero and thankfully they were really good people didn't deserve to be married to each other um besides the fact that they keep telling me they're like all right the greatest thing they're like i would do it over and over again because you were born Mm -hmm. um out of that so i appreciate the shit out of my parents like they don't even know yeah but um like, my mom ended up working in Federal Heights. Mm-hmm. My dad's always worked in, like, Commerce City, like, Henderson area. Commerce Shitty? Commerce Shitty. Because the water um, stinks, by the way, not because the city's that yeah. bad. Yeah, no, the city's really <laughs> not that bad. Um, but <laughs> That's where they put the Rapid Stadium. That was, that was a mistake. <laughs> it's a nice-ass stadium, though. Um, but, yeah, dude, just to go from that, and then my dad kept the house. My mom was living in an apartment. Mm-hmm. And then to find two loves mm-hmm. of their life, you know, it's crazy. It's like awesome. Like my stepdad makes great money. Yeah. My stepmom is one of the most hardworking, lovable ladies you'll ever meet in your life. Do they get like along with each other if they have to? See, I wish. Okay. <laughs> I wish. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've talked by now and stuff like that, Yeah. which I don't blame them if they don't want to anyway, because yeah, the marriage fell apart, but I came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my stepdad's got kids. Um, I'm the only child that I know. Yeah. Because my dad always tells me, he's like, who knows, man? Like, I swear to my God. <laughs> dude, I swear to God. I'm going to call out my dad real quick. That's where dude, you get just, your sense of humor. Just looking, dude, just looking back at all these like pictures and moments from my childhood, and it's all clicking in my head, dude. Some kid just looks exactly like you. It's like, and it's because I've dealt with it, you know. I've gone through, like, smoking yeah. pot in my childhood and stuff like that. And I just caught these, like, signs. I'm like, dude, my dad, like, I wish they could see my face right now. But, but like, my dad would have this face, like, <laughs> all the time, dude. And I've got so uh, many pictures of that exact face. And if he were listening and my mom's listening, yeah. she'll, dude, she'll know exactly what I'm doing. Because she'll be like, dude, I know. I'm smoking pot with your dad. Like, <laughs> like shit. Like, but... Dude, it's just so funny. Now it's all c- coming together because he would always be like, what? <laughs> you know? What'd you like, say? Like, what? And my mom would always tell me, oh, your dad's just hard of hearing. You know? <laughs> and I swear to God, she's like feeding him fucking pop brownies. <laughs> she's like, shut up. <laughs> like, this is the only way I can deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Just eat the brownies. Keep eating the brownies. Just keep eating the brownies. Eat the brownies. Eat the brownies. Eat the brownies. <laughs> I was, I only asked, John eat the fucking brownies. Yeah, I only asked that because I do know, like even in my own family where the divorce happened and then the kids were used as like leverage and shit like that and they would fight over all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then I've also, I don't know, I am, I feel like I am one of the only people whose parents are still with their same person that they married and had a family with. And, uh, Seeing all the different things, like, that's what I appreciate most is that I've seen them fight a lot, and they've had some knockout, yeah. knockdown, dragout fights that nobody... See, my parents kept that away from me. I don't know. 
the one that I remember most vividly was over me because it, we were when we originally moved from Thornton down to the Cherry Creek area, the house that we had thought we were gonna buy deal fell through. Found a different one like Did a you week just say later. Cherry <laughs> Found a different house a little bit later, like a week later. That one fell through. And we didn't have, like, an actual house to live in. That's why you're a fan of Superman. Superman's a rich person fucking superhero, man. <laughs> I watched Luke Cage, bitch. <laughs> Superman is an orphan, all right? Just on a strange planet. And he wasn't rich. His dad was a farmer. He's a farm boy from Kansas. That's that rich white people shit you'd be watching. Lex Luthor was the rich one. But, like, we didn't have an actual house to live in for six months, so we were living at either in one of my baseball coach's townhomes because he and his wife had gotten a divorce, so he lived I mean, in a townhome. I'm town just home. saying, Superman costs like 99 cents. Howard the Duck, 15 cents, bro. <laughs> You're just upset that nobody can hold a candle in a fight to Superman. No, I'm not, a, I'm not one of those I people. know. I I'm am. the biggest believer in Superman. Beat the shit out of anybody. I'm sorry. There's not a superhero that could hold a no. candle to him. No. no. <laughs> Even with Kryptonite, he's still like, man, that shit affected me three comics ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm immune. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, I'm also, I cannot see through lead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't see through lead. Gets lead poisoning. I can see through lead. I can see through lead. Yeah. <laughs> Superman was the easiest comic book to write because you could just write in some obnoxious yeah. shit. Like, he hasn't been able to do this the entire time that he's existed. He found a new ability in the atmosphere. I don't know. Uh, the reason he's that he's like he made the Arctic Circle, motherfucker. Yeah. With his breath. <laughs> yeah. Well, when my brother was on over spring break, we did like a versus battle where, because he's a Marvel fan and I'm a DC fan, and I was like, I'll pick so a both man. I love them all. I like the dark stories in Marvel. I think the I like the darker stories. What? Like Daredevil. DC has always been darker. Man. I know. I'm saying, like, the Marvel ones that I like are Daredevil and Punisher. Because those are the ones that I feel like actually had to struggle. Captain America, good, wholesome boy. Shoot him up with a hell of a amount of steroids. And then just watch him run. See how many Nazis that guy can take out. But we were, I was like... A lot of Nazis. Yeah, a lot of Nazis. I was like, I'll pick a different superhero than Superman because there's nobody that you can come up with that would even be able to compete with Superman. So... That's why I like Superman. And he has I mean Spawn did pimp slap God the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something, but then I just heard the, the thing from Major League. Are you telling me Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? <laughs> you tell me couldn't hit a curveball? Shit. No. Jesus very good very good ball player. But Jobu he he hit Jobu is the king of the hit. I'm Serrano, free and clear. Did he say free and queer? Clear. Clear. Yeah. I don't Man, know. that's some good shit, dude. Like, we still talk about Major League, and that movie came out probably over 20 years ago. I think it might have been 90. So that's well over hmm? 20 It's like years. 30. It's 30 years ago, dude. I wanna, I'm want i going to look up when Bull Durham came out. because I Holy think fuck. That, that just reminded me. I turned fucking 30 in five years. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, Old Durham was 88, so it's not as old as I thought it was. Man, when you told me you are basically a college graduate, dude. I am a college graduate. Dude, I'm, I'm like, 
I'm like, you still got the erection from when you told me to. Because I take a lot of pride in where my friends go. You know? Yeah. It was weird. Because when I was coming up on like finishing everything, I would find myself distracting me myself on purpose. Because it was almost like, uh, you're not supposed to do this. Uh. You can't, you're not ready to finish. Yeah, I never saw that shit. Like, going back to like the parents thing. I never saw like... Um, that attitude that some people have, like, behind closed doors. Like, my parents were never like, nah, fuck that bitch. Like, yeah. like she doesn't deserve this shit. They were always, like, super proud and, like, mm-hmm. um, just affectionate towards their friends. And that's what I strive to be because, like, my parents and my grandparents and stuff always had yeah. friends and gatherings and stuff like that. And when they left, I mean, they'd get some of their frustrations out, but it was never like, oh, no, like, like... A bitch, we're just being fake to her. We don't really like her. Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I never got that. My mom, that was why we had to move. Was yeah. My mom was that kind of person where she would just have everybody over and didn't expect anything in return. Yeah. Like, my dad was the head coach. My mom was the team mom. Um, we would have film every week mm-hmm. at, my, at my parents' house. We'd go into the garage and set up a sheet and watch film of what we needed to. And somebody got it in her head. Like, somebody couldn't understand that she was just doing that because that's what she yeah. wanted to do. My mom just loved loved being a team mom and she knew that my dad loved coaching so she was going to do anything like that that could help. And somebody didn't understand that and made up the rumor that she was stealing money from the organization that we played for. Damn. So I went from living – I lived in the same house for 10 years because we bought it right after Dom was born and we moved – we first moved when he was 10. So I lived in that house for 10 years. I'd gone to the same school with the same kids, mm. everything like that. And because somebody didn't understand that my mom was just naturally generous and was just doing stuff because she knew I wanted – at that point, I still thought that I was going to grow to be able to be a professional athlete. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. And I Damn wanted y'all. I wanted to do as much as I could and be as successful as I could. So my mom worked her ass off. She used to work overnights <laughs> and then during the day over the summer when uh, – we couldn't stay cooped up in the house and l- allow her to sleep. She would take us to the park. She would fall asleep. <laughs> she fell asleep on the bench once, and then she fell asleep on the grass one day on her face. And the guy <laughs> mowing the lawn of the mm-hmm. field over there came up and was, like, checking her to make sure she was still breathing. And the four of us were like, oh, she's just, like, tired. Like, she got off work a few hours ago, but she's doing all of this so that we can have the opportunities that we want. And that's why... It's not as easy for me to trust other people as it is for you. Like I and I talked to about this over the weekend with one of our friends too. It's like it scared me at that point. That's where my anxiety comes from. I don't I don't know if these people are really my friends because they just want to be my friends or they think that I'm going to give them something. I'm glad we're on this topic, by the way. And then I was I didn't have a ton of close friends until you and Dan kind of got me out of my shell because the close friends that I had got my freshman and sophomore year that I had gone through quite a bit of stuff with just outside, like obviously girls and football stress and not playing like I wanted to and all that, they transferred. And then last yeah. semester, Garrett left. I was nervous coming back for the second semester. I was like, wow, uh, Garrett was my last hope. And I'm, I don't know, like I'm going to finish school and that's about it. I would talk to Lauren about it all all over winter break about how scared I was, and that's because my trust has been violated before. Yeah, but once you told us that, yeah. and we just accepted you more. 
Yeah. It's about, like, dude, dude, humans are naturally codependent. Yeah. It's dude, there's no doubt without it. Even introverts are. Dude, even introverts are. Like literally, dude, everybody is codependent on somebody else. Somebody helps you, somebody hurts you, somebody fucks you, somebody fucking screams, does whatever. Yeah. Takes you out of your favorite sport, moves you across country, steals you, abhors you, whatever. Shit's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But we are all codependent on that shit happening. Yeah. And if you don't like it, fine, that's your own opinion. But I'm just saying, given to the fact that we're all gonna do that shit, and that honesty goes a long way, yeah, it yeah. does. That's but aren't you aren't you blaming honesty for some of the shit that comes out of your mouth and then comes out of somebody else's mouth? You yeah. know? You're just killing them for being just as honest. Mm-hmm. Because it's not their life, which totally agree. Right. Totally agree. And that's why there are some things you've got to keep on reps. Yeah. But other than that, it's like you just got to step back and be like, hey, let's understand the situation we've been given. Mm-hmm. And be like, look, and especially if it hurts you, people are going to be there for you. Yeah. I've learned this over and over again. Even the shittiest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've met some sh- people who I thought were pieces of fucking shit. Yeah. And I looked at them in the eye and was like, look, I wasn't old enough yet to understand. But that shit happened. Mm-hmm. We got over it. And now it's in the past. Yeah. And because some of those people, man, everybody's meant to come into your life. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't... We still see the person, like, the people who are still really good friends with the person that started the rumor, and we still see the person who started the rumor, and it's not like we fight yeah. on sight at that point. We just no, understand no. that they're not the kind of person that we need in our inner circle, but... Exactly. But they were the kind of person that you needed in your life to get over some shit. Yeah. And this is why when people leave my life because they don't quite understand, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, there's reasons... I wish, but you do wish, I don't care who the fuck you are, you still do wish those people were a part of your life in some sort of fashion. Yeah. I don't care. I've straight up told myself I hate some people. But I'm like, man, you just think about it, you're like, man, I had some good fucking times with those people too. Yeah. And you're like, just because one bad thing happened, mm-hmm. you gotta, you just got to take it. Like, however you want to take it. I mean, dude, I literally, if people have problems with me, fights with me, don't think I'm a man of my word or yeah. don't think anything. I'm just like, okay, but I'm not going to treat you like that. Mm-hmm. No, it took a long time. Like <laughs> Italians are born with an incredible ass. ability to uh, hold a grudge. But I think the first I time, I think the first time that I realized that you can hold a grudge, but still be okay with somebody like you can hate what you didn't yeah. like about them. It was when I was sick, <laughs> my sister, my sister deserves whatever she's going to do to me. Like whenever she yells at me or anything, I can't really get that upset about it because the morning that I woke up that I knew I was sick, I was on duty the night before. So I had the yeah. duty phone and I woke up, went to bed at like midnight, woke up around three or four in the morning because my, actually I had thrown up before I went to bed. And it was bright red. I thought, you know, I had barbecue chicken. That could just be the sauce or something. Uh, I'm going to go sleep this off and see if I feel better in the morning. And They're going to make an Oprah and Winfrey Network movie about this. I, I woke up. It's going to be Brian's song, too. 
<laughs> I woke up the next morning at like 4 or 5 in the morning because I had to go to the bathroom because all of a sudden I was going to shit my pants. Yeah. And I stood up. That's a up. natural occurrence for me. <laughs> I stood up. My feet hit the floor. And my equilibrium was all the way already off because I think the first time that I had thrown up, I was already bleeding. So I didn't have enough blood in my body to actually walk. So I hit the floor. And that's why there's dent in my trash can because I fucking tackled my trash can on one fall. I busted that fan on another fall. I finally get to the door. I pass out in the hallway just for like four. I don't even know how long that I was. But then I texted the the head coach, my position coach, and then I texted my sisters. Like, I'm really sick. Um, and I, <laughs> I shit my room because I didn't really make – I didn't make it to yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, once you say – I shit my. They're gonna be like, "Brock, get your ass practice." But if you say like, "Yo, I shit my pants and then faded three or four times, and I'm laying in the hallway." Yeah, no, I had a scar on my head. <laughs> when I did make it back from the bathroom, I left that when I shit on the floor. I left it there because I wasn't gonna be able to clean it up, and then I made it outside. When I came back, I slipped and fell again. Slipped yeah. in my own shit, fell again, and I hit my head somewhere. But I don't, I don't know where, but I had a scar. But like, my sister was the one that I had told, listen, I shit my room. I'm not in condition to clean it up. I don't, I didn't ask her if she could come clean it up, but I, she asked if I wanted to go to Joel and have somebody come clean it. And I was like, I don't want anybody else in here. Yeah. This is embarrassing that I did this. And I'm 21, and I was about a month away from turning 22 at the point. And then my sister was the one who came here. She's the one that got me to the emergency room the first time which was bad for her because I couldn't move more than like three or four feet at a time before getting nauseous. I couldn't walk. I was crawling. That's why I had that bruise in my pinky nail because I tried to push that door open and my hand was still on the floor and the door came back and smashed my pinky. And I crawled out into the lawn, laid there for a little bit, threw up the Pepto-Bismol that I drank, crawled my way back into her car and just laid down in the back seat. And we go to the clinic. She walks in. She's like, my brother can't come in. Do you have, like, a wheelchair that I can put him in and get him in here? It's like, no, you got to go to the hospital if he can't come in here. So we drive down to the emergency room. Jeez. They tell me that I had the flu, gave me two bags of fluids. I didn't look any better. My sister said I scared the shit out of some four-year-old that was there with somebody else because I had my cut-off Air Force hoodie, no shirt underneath, my shorts on backwards, and I smelled like shit because I had shit myself and couldn't clean it. Like... That was the worst part. Was like I know that I smelled like shit because there was shit on me, but I didn't get. I couldn't care at that point. I had other things to worry about. Um, but the she ended up getting a girl who we had a relationship before in the past, and then we started messing around when we were up here, and that just didn't go. It went about as well as anybody listening probably expects it to go. It didn't end very well. I said some things. Hello, man. Dude, expect expect the best, man. I I didn't. I don't expect any of my fucking past relationships come back and haunt me now. No, it didn't. And she didn't come back and haunt me. She came back. So, I mean, I had a very fucking mentally abusive relationship for a while. Yeah. I don't. And it was my my fault and her fault. Yeah, I mean, we both said shit that pissed each other off and hurt each other yeah. to the point where we weren't going to be able to talk about it. Oh, yeah, exactly. The first time that I saw her after we had had our last blow-up fight was my sister brought her here because she knows how to clean that kind of stuff. I think she was doing custodial work at, like, the nursing home or something. So she knew how to clean up that kind of bodily fluid. And my sister couldn't do it because she couldn't 
con- she couldn't bring herself to be able to clean up her brother's shit. So that girl that I had had all those fights with... That's like Connor, man, not being able to pick up my shit. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, you pissed your room after two margaritas. <laughs> and I shit my pants like a few weeks before that. I'm surprised he didn't just put a Bible on your bed. It's like, I know that you don't think Jesus. you need this, but when you're ready to talk, I'm here. What a good man, man. I yeah. appreciate that dude more than he knows. First time I saw him was when I was going to church. Dude, he just has that aura of ginger Jesus, dude. He, I just he He's one of those people that takes it seriously because he was there. I got there early, and he was there before I was, and he was actively praying while he was sitting there, and yeah. then he sat through Mass, and, and you can just tell it was yeah. something that he enjoyed. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and say I've kept the faith my entire life, but... Like, somebody who can do that shows strength beyond means. Yeah. Like, that's why I understand, like, all these Bible Bible thumpers and shit like that. And mm-hmm. People who just believe in their cause. Yeah. Like, man, you're strong as fuck. Because people are always going to tell you to fucking, fuck, that ain't true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't believe for a, a long time. And that killed my grandmother. Because my grandmother went through Catholic school and, and loved it. But I had, and I talked to the... I talked to the priest and the deacon about that, but I had originally gone to church wanting to get confirmed yeah. because I'd been baptized as a Catholic and I wanted to figure out what I needed to do. But I told him, like, I didn't do this on time and I didn't go to church because when somebody tells me that God is the reason that people that I loved died, like, that pissed me off. Like, <laughs> why? It's like, it happens for a reason. What possible reason would there have been for him to take my grandfather yeah. my grandfather four months after i was born to the point where i had never actually physically yeah, spoke to exactly. him that was that's what pissed me off that's what turned me off about religion and everything almost dying and realizing how close i was to that i was like okay yeah but shit something along with that but not as big um is dude i came home on leave one time um with my cat who had cancer and bro it was like he was ready he was like ready to kick it and my mom being semi-religious and my dad not being religious at all but my stepmom is yeah um they were all like my mom and my stepmom were like oh my god they were like they were like yeah beans is excited to see you like blah 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 can't wait until you get home blah 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 this motherfucker cancer like his the pouch we thought was in his belly was actually just fluid like cancerous fluid that was just 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 seeping into his veins and like mm-hmm. his body and he would dude he was just on his last and he was skinny yeah and i'd never seen that cat skinny so when i came home and dude dude i just the smile i got from walking into that house yeah and he was there and just we saw each other and it was just like magic it was like it was like he was back to his old self mm-hmm. he was like playing with lasers playing with fucking chew toys whatever whatever Dude, day I got on that plane to go back, yeah, died. That happens a lot. Like, there's a lot of stories about. Yeah. I just saw. I know you don't like TikTok, but some of the stuff that's on there, a girl posted a video. Like, her 92 year old grandfather was ready to go, and they ready to they go. broke him. Yeah, with all the shit that's been going around, he was living in a nursing home, which is obviously right now not a good not a good place, place to be. Um, but they broke him out of the nursing home, took him fishing on his favorite lake. Caught his last fish. Oh, yeah. Next day he died. Like sometimes there's oh, just a nice fish too. Guaranteed. Yeah. Sometimes like there is something else out there that 
wills be wills things to be for longer than they probably should. It's goodness yeah. and it's faith. Yeah. If, if you, you have, want a motherfucker to die, they're gonna die. Yeah. And that makes you feel really bad. And when that you, makes you feel shitty. When you held the grudge against somebody that you wanted to die and then they actually get there, you're like, well, yep. fuck, actually. You're like, well, blah, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. And then all of a sudden they're gone and you can't have any of that back. So you're yeah. always going to have to live with that. But if I lived with fucking having like with best, and it was the longest leave period I had. Mm-hmm. Like that motherfucker stayed, stayed alive for 16 motherfucking days while I was home. Wow. Like 16 days, dude. Yeah. Last, last thing I said goodbye to before leaving my dad's house mm-hmm. was my cat. And he just freaking was adorable. He just, like, loved it. And, like, he knew. It was like, he knew. He's like, this is the last time you're going to see me. Yeah. You know? That's... I, don't, I don't know what, I mean, maybe, fuck, maybe uh, those Egyptians had it right. I ought to be thinking about cat gods and shit. <laughs> maybe. maybe that motherfucker made me happy as shit yeah so that's what people gotta do to each other man you just gotta just get over your own shit your yeah. shit don't matter I think that's why it's great having like a pet like that I, I don't like oh hell yeah I've never had a cat cause my dad and I are allergic but I can we see we all get to tell tell our pets everything though yeah like, <laughs> it's just nice like... because I could come over the summer I could have the worst day I was upset that my brother went to the Air Force Academy I come home, sit on the couch. First thing to sit next to me is Rocky, our uh, Rottweiler. <laughs> no. Rocky? Yeah. We were going to get a female Rottweiler and name her Adrian, too. That's how much. Oh, my fuck. We didn't. We ended up getting a... <laughs> my brother got a female dog and named it Layla because he was obsessed with Sky High. Well, I thought we were talking about the uh, Eric Clapton song. <laughs> no. And then we got... The, over the last, over this past summer, when right before my brother left, we got Rambo, who is our newest dog, and he's a, we thought that he was just a puppy, but he's a midget, like midget bulldog terrier mix has to be because he has the underbite and he walks with his elbows out like a bulldog, but he hasn't gotten any bigger since we took him home. He's like thirty four pounds, but that's about it. I don't, actually, I don't even know. He's if got he's short big. dog problems, man. Yeah. Talking to the big dogs like, what's up, bitch? No, he sits there and he's just like. Yep, short dog problems. His teeth are sticking out and won't close his mouth. He watches TV. He hates Carol Baskin. I don't know if you've watched Tiger King. Dude, fuck yeah, I watched Tiger King. I haven't finished it all the way through. <laughs> I haven't through. finished it either. But my my sister has a video of him watching it, and just like whenever she's on the street, she's like... <sighs> well, people don't understand, man, like why I watch Tiger King. It may not be something that I... Um, really get into or anything like that but it's just the person i was watching it with yeah it's like that man you just got to think of those times like that it's not the show it's to see the reaction on the other person's face yeah this would be like oh you actually really like this stuff and you're like you're just getting to know that other person is great dude yeah that's why i watch trashy reality tv with my mom oh, and sister yeah that's also what i do too man also <laughs> it's really good if i ever do become a comedian do crowd work like a motherfucker now because some of the shit like so he cheated on her and she knows like she talked to the girl that he cheated with but she's gonna stay with him that's just on her at that point (laughs) like all the dumb stuff that they do on the on the show and knowing that it's staged because reality that's not even the end of the story what's the end of the story (laughs) shit it was like the actual story is like, oh no, Becky pegged my husband in the ass. Wow. 
And so we've got to kind of under underplay it and just be like, oh yeah, they cheated. Yeah, you you slowly worked at that hole in the life raft, and then you got yeah, pegging out of it. So we're then sunk now. Yeah. <laughs> we're washed up on the island, and I'm pissed off because you ruined the lifeboat just to make your pegging joke. Yeah. No. Becky uh, blitzed Brad's butthole, okay? <laughs> it's Jax. It's Jax and Stassi. Thank you very much. Jax and Stassi. And they work. The best part is like the one guy gets fired. He's like, I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't pay rent. It's like, And then you look up how much money they make per episode of the reality show that they're on. They're like, you make one million an episode. I think it'll be good. <laughs> like yeah, your bartending job at this restaurant. Oh no, you lost it. But you make a million bucks when the show comes on. So you're not poor, and you're not gonna struggle anytime soon. Andy Cohen is a fucking genius, the guy who created Bravo, and he's the best shit disturber I've ever seen. Dude, he's pretty good at it. You know, like it's like Deadpool, where he's like, "Hey, I'm ordering a blowjob shot. Give this to Booth. Tell him it's from Tex." <laughs> As a little, as a little uh, foreplay, it's like, why do you do that? I don't take the shits. I just disturb them. I just disturb the shits. Yeah, just. I'm just. Best pickup line, I think I've ever heard. Either there's two of them too. There's, let's go put some balls in some holes. Yeah. <laughs> let's go put some balls in holes. <laughs> and yeah. And then. What a... Ryan Reynolds is my exact sense of humor. Because he he helped a lot with that movie. It's a place like you doing in a girl like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to think about that. I was like replaying the movie in my head. She grabs the fat guy's balls like, hey, hey, Hakuna Histatas. Hakuna Histatas. Apologize, fat Gandalf. I'm sorry. I, I don't have a connection from my brain to my mouth. Ah. <laughs> uh, if I had, if that could actually be used as an excuse. This is disgusting, by the way. It's yours. <laughs> it's mine, but I gave it to you thinking nobody's ever going to drink BVA. You're the one who drinks it when you come over. Uh, I, okay. At least it's not dampening the mood in my room. Okay. <laughs> I showed my uncle... And then I was like, I, like I was telling you, like nobody ever finishes a bottle of black velvet. The person who finishes the bottle of black velvet is like the fourth or fifth owner of that bottle of black velvet. Yeah. Because you take it to a party, and at some point somebody will be drunk enough to drink it. What does but, that make us right now, though? Because <laughs> I, mean, I bought that fucker. Sometimes you you just broke and. You don't have to... It's like when you buy Everclear. I mean, like, shit, but we can't... Dude, we can't ever finish that bottle then. This? <laughs> we can't We can't be the people... I know. ...who have had two owners. I pawned it off on... <laughs> well, when Bree was at Adam, she tried to pawn it off to, like, her uh, her football buddies, and football they gave it back. Football buddies will fuck or put anything in their mouths. They're like big babies. But, but BV... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the bottle of Everclear. It tastes better. Yeah. Light it on fire and stick it down my throat. <laughs> it's uh, fine. It's better than fucking BV. I've learned so many lessons about drinking the hard way. Dude, the hard way is... Dude, that's still that's the way you learn, though. Yeah. You gotta go through the hard way. I never used to believe that shit until, like, fucking five seconds ago. But... <laughs> Tim, Tim and I... <laughs> 
But shit. We put our heads together and figured that the strongest thing we could buy for the least amount of money was Everclear. And we had we got drunk. And then we decided, oh, it's going to be a good idea to pull off this. And Tim went to pull off the bottle, but he wouldn't put it in his mouth. And he poured it on his face. And then he's like, my face is burning. And then I realized if you mix it with Gatorade, you got you get two of those 32-ounce Gatorades, drink a little bit of the Gatorade off, and put put Everclear in it. Takes two of those. <laughs> you're, you're at a good drunk. Yo, man. So the most excited I ever got, right, was it? Was the cheapest, most relaxing, fucking fruity taste of fucking Parrot Bay, dude. The rum, dude, tastes so good. It's got so much flavor, you know. I was, I would fucking show up to a party with that shit, and they'd all look at me, and I was like, I'm a little gay anyway. It's okay, <sighs> you know. At least you weren't the guy bringing the mics hards. <laughs> I brought the mics harder, bro. <laughs> I brought Mike twice as hard. Okay. Yeah. No, that's the perfect... You, you've seen the other guys, right? Yeah. When uh, Alan gets kicked out and Terry gets loses the detective spot and then Alan's in the basement working out and he has a bottle of bourbon and he finishes his set and goes to take the drink of bourbon just... <coughs> and then he comes up again and he's got a Mike's Hard Lemonade. I was like, that's every single freshman's existence of all time. Yeah. Every single college freshman. Like, dude, my boy will drink, like, some nice-ass, like... Rum, whiskey, and like scotch and shit like that. And I'm like, first of all, I'm in college. <laughs> I'm like, second of all, yes, I did go through the military, but I wasn't in like NOM or like anything to where I'm like, ooh, I love the taste of this fucking. Tastes like your fucking bile from your body when you almost die. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I feel like that's what that yeah, is. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I think about the night that I was shooting Black Velvet, my stomach turns like the yeah. acid in my stomach rejected the black velvet. There was one night where uh, we got drunk on Everclear, and I oh, was sitting yeah. in the bathroom because Tim was throwing up, and we had a buddy Josh who was the DD, and he was in there. He walks out to go call his girlfriend. I f- all of a sudden have the sensation that I'm gonna vomit. Tim's in that one. You know the bathrooms up in Escalante mm-hmm. where they have the two toilets. Nobody was in this one that I was sitting up against. Tim was yeah. in that one. I feel like I'm going to have to go vomit, stand up, run out to the back porch of Crystal, and throw up outside. And when Josh found me, he goes, well, you were in so the bathroom. Funny. Why didn't you throw up there? He's like, I don't know. I just thought about this shit. Oh, my God. So, dude, I was on leave, for, and my cousin invited me to a party, right? Mm-hmm. Cousin never invites me to parties, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so he was in college I was still in the military and mm-hmm. this was like my second or third leave and I was partying up in Greeley at oh, UNC wow. yeah and uh, I freaking partied it up you know like going to ham at this random person's house and you know they're all like smoking weed doing lines of coke whatever whatever you know yeah. you know I did not partake because I was a good little good little sailor you know but um, I partook in a lot of alcoholic beverages. And That's... we played Flip Cup, and it was like my fifth consecutive game of Flip Cup because we weren't losing. And, of course, my ass is like, oh, dude, actually, I took a hiatus for God for like a month and didn't drink or smoke anything, you know, while I was in the military. You know, it just happened to be one of those weird times in your life you mm-hmm. know, where you're reborn or whatever. And so, dude, I'm trying to keep up with these college people. These college people can fucking drink. <laughs> So, dude, I end up 
I don't even know how this happens. So I go outside, right, and I puke. And you know that Chris Delia skit where guys are like, oh, my God, like, this is the worst thing ever. And girls are like, like, oh, my God, let's have another one, you know. Um, (laughs) Literal drunk girls. I've seen it happen. Drunk, yeah, like he says, dude, drunk guys, Um, Excuse me, I have a question for you. (laughs) Is that your alligator? <laughs> is that crocodile? Crocodile doesn't have his shoes on. How can he take a, a job, job with no shoes? Yeah. And so, dude, so I freaking am like whining all the way, and I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, it's fucking, I, I don't even know. I'm just a bitch about the entire situation. So I puke, and I'm like going away. I'm like, nobody sees me puke. Like, such a guy, <laughs> military. Like, it's no big deal. And so I, dude, wind myself into this bathroom. Next thing I know, dude, I'm passed out with a bottle of vinegar poured all over me. Dude, you know how bad straight vinegar smells? Yes. Like, fuck, dude, who has vinegar in their motherfucking bathroom? Especially some college kids. I would make it some fucking meth. <laughs> some fucking heroin. No clue whatever, why they whatever, would have vinegar. What drug could you possibly make with vinegar? Whatever it was, I smelt like the motherfucker. Went back into the party. This is the most embarrassing shit I've ever done in my life. There's a half-naked dude with his shirt off. With his dog tags hanging around his neck. Fucking being like, oh, dude, there's vinegar in there. <laughs> you know? And so my cousin's like, fuck, we gotta leave the party now. And I'm sure it was embarrassing for him, too. It's probably he was like, but they were cracking up. Because they're like... Yo, did, man. did he tell people that you were in the military before you guys went? Oh, hell yeah. That's that's where he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so dude, yeah, I didn't cause any problems or anything. Like, I left. Like, they, uh, like my cousin was like, all right, we gotta go. Yeah. And I was like, I'm usually the first one to say, we gotta go if something goes down. I'm like, right. 100%. Because I know. I've been there to where I've been beyond that point. And thankfully, I did it when I was younger. But... Like, dude, so I just remember getting dragged out of this motherfucker, put in the middle of Greeley, Colorado in, like, November. Yeah. Where it's in the front range, so it's cold as fuck once the sun goes down. Well, it's cold there, too, because the wind blows. That, yeah, right off double, the mountains. That's a double right whammy, because yeah. the wind blows and it's cold, and it also blows the smell of cow shit, Yeah, fuck too. that. It's yeah. fucked up. Methane, dude. Yee, yee. Anyway, um... So, yeah, so I'm in the back of a brand new Ford F-150 in the truck bed, oh. half naked, yeah. with a little fucking blanket. Or it wasn't even a blanket. It was a towel that I stole from the motherfucker's house. Because I'm like, <laughs> you poured vinegar on my ass. I, I did you, do that. You poured it because you I'm left taking, your vinegar in the back. But bathroom. guess what? Guess what, bitch? So we even? I'll take a towel. <laughs> Have you, do you, did you listen to John Mulaney when he was talking about the last time that he would drink? Oh, man. He I do like John Mulaney. Yeah. He, he, does, he, just, he said that he quit drinking in college, but, like, there was one night where he was really drunk. Um, the cops, somebody came down the stairs yelling cops. He started screaming, fuck the police. Somebody, one of his buddies, who's now a father, smashed a bottle and goes, scatter. Um, and then he's talking about, like, meeting up with one of his buddies that was at that party like six months later he's like you guys you want to see something after they get done playing video games and he takes them to some secret room and there's just family portraits of different people who have thrown house parties yeah it's like what why do you take these pictures because it's the one thing you can't replace it was crazy man so we're gonna 
<laughs> we can probably end this. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up but, soon-ish. Okay, but. so this is another party that I had when I was like 18, bro. It was in Broomfield, right? Ugh. And it's in this nice establishment. You know the establishment, right? Across the street from the academy. What academy? The one off like 120th and Federal. Maybe. Or Zunai. Since I didn't learn how to drive there, I'm not too familiar uh, with the street name. So, yeah. So, that they call it the academy. It's like a K through 12 mm. um, school. It's a charter school, like a yeah. semi-charter school, but um, my boy was throwing a rager, bro, and it was all the most popular kids in the school, right? Um, so, dude, like, this, <laughs> it was the funniest shit, because I was having How old time were you? in my life. I was like 18. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. You're young. Yeah. Don't act like you don't do it. Get delinquents, <laughs> you know? But, I didn't do it in high school. That's the only thing, but, reason you know, I asked. So, dude, so I, like was at this party all my best friends were there and shit and we were doing beer bongs and there was a huge tower of like natural light mm-hmm. you know freaking and the kitchen leading into the kitchen nice ass apartment too it was like it was like a three story fucking condo it was fucking sweet you right. know so dude first time I puke my boy Ryan dude comes to the bathroom grabs my hair the little hair I have on my little head and starts Dude, calling me like Katie or Kylie or something like that. It's like, it's okay, honey. Just like, let it all go. And I'm like, like, bruh. And I'm like, I understand. I was a skinny ass bitch back in the day. But man, he was like, grab my hair. And then I looked up at him and he thought it was like the funniest thing in the world. And so, dude, so like, I'm about ready to go to bed because I'm like passing out after this point. I, I don't know how many titties I sucked that night. I don't know how many body shots I took. <laughs> I don't know how many. It was it was a good-ass time, and I'm probably playing it up because most of the shit probably happened in my imagination. But, but so I get up to try to go to bed, and the owner, well, not the owner because it was just the son. Yeah. But he's, he's having sexual relations in this bedroom. So I open the door, and I'm like, I word. Like, like I walk back out. I end up waking up in the morning naked next to a dude and two other chicks. And I'm like, what happened betwixt yeah. the the opening and cucking of two other people to allow the misfortune of three other people seeing me naked? Yes. <laughs> and so I just, dude, dude. Who shit my pants? <laughs> Who walked in the party and shit on the coats? <laughs> Someone shit on the coats. <laughs> it's a good Dane, Co- Dane Cook fucking reference right there. Uh, shit on the coats. Makes me want to watch Re- Weird Science because they have a rager, a high school rager in that movie too. Yeah, dude. You just gotta live, dude. Uh. This is a weird episode, honestly. Dude, because we got deep, and then we got really, really. We started off by talking about like some some men on men action too. Then we went deep, like the life raft. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) you got your dirty joke in, so. I did get my. You're gonna make my grandmother feel filthy for that, but. I feel like this would be a good episode for people to listen to. That reminds me of, like, Beer Fest. We are all whores. Are we not? Yeah. We'll figure that out soon. I'll let you know what my family thinks of this one. If somebody starts off on this episode, it's going to be weird. We're going to have to come up with a really good name for it. I thought IA Idiots Anonymous was pretty good for last week. That was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) This one, dude. This one's good. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter at COAPod73. Um, we also do a sports episode each week. That Those come out on Monday. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Pilato. Instagram at Proud underscore WAP. You can't laugh every time every I say that because time. we're you're in the WAP cave right now. I'm going to come uh, – when we get back from going and getting snacks, I'm going to come back and watch Goodfellas because that's how I soothe myself. That's me self-soothing. I need to see Henry Hill snort mountains of cocaine and get really paranoid about the helicopters flying around in the neighborhood. If somebody doesn't almost get put inside of a pizza oven, I don't feel like I can sleep at night. That's what they do to the mailman who brought the truancy letter home to his dad. Kyle is on Snapchat at Johnny Mountains. You can add him, see what you think. Probably probably regret yourself, regret doing that afterwards. But, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, if you've been following along to all the other episodes that Kyle's been on, these are very tame compared to some of those. And we're both 100. We'll, we'll both remember everything that's happening. The first one, <laughs> there was a lot where we listened to and went, whoa. But <laughs> Edit, delete, yeah. crop. Um, I'm the Italian stallion, Jimmy Pilato, from the WAP Cave. Thank you for allowing Kyle and I <laughs> to be your centers of attention and we'll see you guys Monday again for another sports episode. Peace.